I was talking to an old fisherman the other day. Um, the fish is out of this harbour, right out of here. And, uh, or he used to before he was retired. And he was saying this. He said, I am not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at his right hand stands one who is my saviour. Now, this tough, old, working seaman, um, he can't complete those words. He gets to the end bit of it and he just tears up. Even though he's, he's a tough, working fisherman. And he tears up because all those words mean so much to him because he understands that it's talking about God's provision for rescuing the whole of his life, which is quite an amazing thought. Now, I was born here, right here in this harbour. Not, not in the harbour, but in this bay that stretches out behind here, up there in Paynton. Um, and this is part of my heritage, but this, this dock that I'm standing on in the breakwater was, was built by my great-grandfather. And they all look back to those same words. I know at God's right hand stands one who is my saviour. Now, I want to talk about how that turns up all the way back in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. So grab your Bible and turn there. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But until then, just look at this harbour. that much of the stuff that happens in the Bible is just is a massive revelation of a of a God setup. Uh, you often hear in in films where people say it's a setup. Well, this is a setup that is done by God. Historically, it's done by God. And I want us to go to Second Chronicles chapter seven. To a verse that lots and lots of people will know um, and you'll have heard before. It's in verse 14-ish and this is what we're going to read. And as I read it, uh, it might become familiar to you or might spark a memory. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. Now, I love that. Um, being forgiven and God restoring stuff, that's, that's, that's all just great news. And like I said, it's, it seems like a God setup. Now, Danny Schrantz, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I believe he talked about being invited to a feast that Jesus has made everything ready for and put everything in place. And all we have to do is turn up and robe ourselves and cover ourselves in his righteousness that he gives us, and he invites us to do this. And here, way back in the Old Testament, 
God's already laying out that plan. And I find this fascinating because a lot of times we think that, that God's plan of salvation is, is just part of what happens in the New Testament. But if that's true, when it's only a New Testament thing, then how come David in Psalm 119 says, I love your law. And that's what David actually says, inspired by the Holy Spirit. He says, I love your law. Why? Because it gives him a shadow of something that's to come. Law and sacrifice. So Jesus comes to fulfill the sacrifice of the law to, to enable us to freely come into the banquet that Danny talks about. It's amazing as well, because, because Michael talked about the, 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 the virgins not having the oil um, and running out of oil. Um, but, but you notice in that story as well, that all of the people in that story knew where to buy oil. So they had a choice of whether they got the oil that they needed or not. Nobody in, in that story that Michael told is wandering around and saying, well, where do we get oil? Go to the person who sells the oil and go and buy your own oil. Um, and, and, and in here, it's a wonderful thing because he says, if my people. Now, it seems there that we have an incredible choice to make. Just like the people who are invited to the banquet and, and Jesus makes it easy for them to be part of that, they have a choice whether they come dressed ready for the banquet or not. The, the virgins, the ten, the story of the ten virgins, the wise and foolish virgins, they have a choice whether they come prepared with the oil to keep their lamps burning or, or not. They can turn up without it. And here again, it seems we're, pre we're presented with a choice. A choice whether we'll actually do what God has set up for us to do in the first place. I love this because he hasn't set us up to fail. He set us up, as one preacher often has said, years and years and years ago, and I can't remember who it was originally said it, but he said this, he said, if I follow what God asks me to do in my life, it's almost like I'm condemned to success. And he gives us a choice here. He says, if, if my people... Now, sometimes I struggle with that because I was brought up being told in my Christian experience that God's sovereign and his will is, is done all the time. But I'm also told as well that I have some freedom of choice. And it appears that the choices that I make have an influence on what happens in the will, sovereign will of God. Now, I don't know how that actually works out. And you often hear people talking about the permissive will of God and the ultimate will of God and the performing and outworking will of God. And I'm thinking, well, that seems a little bit complicated to me. So if I just think of it that God is sovereign, but my choices also have an effect on the sovereign plan of God on earth and how it works out in my life. That helps me. And it says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. Now, we've got to understand something. A physicist might tell you that lots of things happen within a vacuum. 
um, in, 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 a, in a physicist's version of a vacuum. But, but the Bible doesn't happen in a vacuum. And the whole of the story of this book is about the interaction between God, the sovereign God, and the human race. And this verse doesn't happen in a vacuum. This verse happens in response to a prayer that is prayed in the previous chapter, in chapter 6 of Second Chronicles. Because Solomon sets out this prayer and he prays and he asks God some all these different things. And then God answers him in these verses. And he says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. If my people will humble themselves, I have a choice at this point whether I humble myself and pray. And like I said, this happens in response to what is laid out in chapter 6. And that's part of our homework, right? To read chapter 6 and chapter 7 and take the whole thing as a whole, as it's meant to be. It's a conversation, this, this prayer that Solomon prays, and then God answers with these words, if my people will humble themselves and pray. Now, I want you to notice what it doesn't say. I know I often talk about what the Bible doesn't say, but it doesn't say, if my people scheme. It doesn't say, if my people strategize. It doesn't say, if my people post on Facebook. It doesn't say, if my people plot. It doesn't say that. It says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves. There's something very humbling about the picture of a human being getting on their knees, bowing their head, and admitting to a sovereign God that they cannot make it without his help. There's a humbling that happens when we ask somebody to help us. There's a humbling that happens when, when a human being really realizes they've come to the end of their own strength and the end of their own ability and the end of their own trying and the end of their own might. There's a humbling that comes with the realization I've done every single thing that I can do and it's still not enough. And the good news is, the great news is, is that God doesn't set us up to fail. He sets us up to succeed. Because as going into 2022, and we all have hopes and dreams of what 2022 might be, hoping it's better than 2021, we can, we can go into that and we can think, oh, oh God, I need your help to succeed. And he says, yes, I'm with you. And right the way back here in the Old Testament, he's already set it up for us to succeed in the 21st century, which is a great thought. Because he comes and he says, if my people will humble themselves, if you just humble yourselves and ask for help, I will hear from heaven, forgive and heal your land doesn't take much imagination to look around my land, to look around the land that I live in and realize that it needs healing. doesn't take much 
time for me to look around areas of my life and find areas of my life that need to be healed. Habits. Just, just, just things that I default to doing. Illnesses, sicknesses. The way my mind thinks that it shouldn't think. The way my mouth says things that it shouldn't say. The way that my actions do things that they shouldn't do. And I say, God, please heal me. Because I've tried the self-help and I've tried to do that. But it doesn't, doesn't just do it. I don't know if you've ever been trying to be good for a whole day. I did when I was a kid. Gave up. Didn't work. And God, knowing, knowing that we were going to fail, knowing that we were going to mess up, knowing that we were going to make some good decisions and some bad decisions, knowing that some of our things were going to be good things and some of them are going to be bad things, says way back here in the Old Testament, when that happens, when you make the wrong choices, when you do the wrong thing, when you say the wrong thing, when you think the wrong thing, when you act the wrong way, don't beat yourself up. Humble yourself and pray. And I'll hear from heaven. That, what a great invitation. Humble yourself and pray. Now, now, like I said right at the beginning, I am not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at his right hand, stands one who is my savior. That's the God set up. At God's right hand is one who hears my prayer and hears me when I humble myself and pray and he makes me right with God the Father. That's what he does. And he does that when I humble myself and pray. He doesn't do it when I try harder. He doesn't do it when I, when I read more chapters. He doesn't do it when I, when I study languages more. He does it when I humble myself and pray. And that's his invitation to us, to me, you and us today, for us to humble ourselves and pray and then his part of this, this setup, this part of, of what he's put as a cosmic plan, his part of everything that he's put together is for him to hear from heaven and to heal my brokenness, to forgive my sin. Now we're gonna, we're gonna get to some of that in the next session. But right now, in, in this, this Old, old church. Church I got married in. Um, it's an old, old church. I want to take just a few moments to pray for us, me, you, and us. Because if you're like me, you're not skilled to understand. And if you're like me, you don't have a crystal ball to see what God has planned in the future. But I can, and I do, and you can, and you can do, have the assurance that at God's right hand stands one who is your savior and my savior. And as we humble ourselves and pray and say, God,
Please forgive me for all the stuff that I've done wrong. Please, please forgive me. Help me in my brokenness. Help me in my, in my condition that needs to be healed. Help me in that. Help me, please. Help me in my, in my brokenheartedness of the loss that I've suffered in this last year. Help me over the, over the broken dreams. Help me over the, over the disappointments and the letdown. Help me over all the things that I have done wrong and over all the people that I have let down. God, as I humble myself and pray, as I head into 2022, please hear from heaven like this promise says that you will and fill me with your holy oil, the power of the Holy Spirit, and heal me and heal this land, this land that is my life and my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. I love the fact that this is written in the Old Testament. I love it. I love the fact that the way back then, a couple of, couple of millennia before Jesus even walked the face of the earth, God already has this set up. Four millennium before me and you walk the earth, he already has this set up for us to pray and for him to heal our land. Four millennium before I sit in front of this camera in this building and talk to you, God's already set this up so that if we, his people, will humble ourselves and pray. He will hear from heaven and heal us. Hey, God bless you today and God keep you safe. Uh, at his right hand, we have one who is our savior. Bless you and stay safe. About